Now here we are back at the man's garden, hopefully you can hear me okay, even the wind has got up a wee bit uh, here as well. Now this morning we're continuing our series called Greater, and we're thinking about how Jesus is the greatest of all, and how he alone deserves our worship and our praise. Now last week we thought from Hebrews chapter 1 about how Jesus is greater than the angels. This is because the writer to the Hebrews makes it clear that through Jesus all things were created and sustained. Through Jesus we see the character of God because Jesus is God. And we also see that Jesus is the one who is incarnate and who cleanses us uh, from all our sins. And that Jesus is the one who sits at the Father's right hand. And so last week we saw that Jesus is completely different from the angels. Because whilst the angels are messengers of God, Jesus is God's Son. And so we saw in Hebrews uh, chapter 1 verse 4 that the Son is far greater than the angels. Now in Hebrews chapter 2 we again see some of the outworking of this because it's made clear that Jesus came to help not the angels but the descendants of Abraham, i.e. humanity. And that's why the incarnation, Jesus coming to earth in human flesh, was necessary. Because it is in coming to earth that as chapter 2 verse 17 says, he could be our merciful and faithful high priest. And he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Now this focus on the incarnation in chapter 2 and all that Jesus has done as high priest leads us to our passage this morning in chapter 3. Because remember here that it seems that those to whom Hebrews is written is a Jewish audience. And as they hear all this about Jesus and who Jesus is, they're probably thinking to themselves, well, what about Moses? And what about the law? See, Moses was very much the centre of the faith of the Israelites. It was Moses who received the law, the Ten Commandments, and all that was to, to happen in the tabernacle, and then was to happen in the temple. The, the sacrifices that were to be made, the, the moral code and how the people were to act. And the whole faith of the people of Israel was built upon the books of the law. And so as they hear this message about Jesus, they're probably thinking, well, how does Jesus fit in with what we know about Moses? How does he fit in with the, the giants of the faith from the Old Testament? How does Jesus compare with Abraham and with Moses? Well, the writer to the Hebrews asks those to whom he is writing to think carefully about this Jesus. Now, I love that phrasing that we see at the beginning of chapter 3. And it is indeed what we're all called to do, to think carefully about Jesus and to ask the question, is Jesus who he said he is? Is he truly the Son of God? Is he the Saviour of the world? Is he the great High Priest? Is he the incarnate 
Son of God. You see, we too are called to think carefully, to think carefully about Jesus. You see, there are some people who may think that believing in Jesus is is just blind faith. Either you believe or you don't believe. But there is good evidence for who Jesus was and is, what he did in his earthly ministry. And that's the whole reason that we have the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, so that we can weigh up the evidence about Jesus for ourselves. We are called to think carefully. So think, for example, how uh, Luke wrote his gospel to Theophilus as an attempt to, to give an accurate account to show exactly who Jesus was and to show the evidence for him. Think also, for example, how we are we're just coming towards the end of uh, the Alpha course and one of the first sessions in the Alpha course is to ask the question, who is Jesus? In other words, Jesus is at the very centre of our faith and we need to think carefully about him. So it's about looking at the evidence for Jesus. It's not just blind faith. So this morning, let's think carefully about Jesus. But then after verse 1, we see in verses 2 to 6, we see Jesus contrasted with Moses. Now we see, first of all, that they are both faithful. Moses was faithful in leading the people of Israel. But the writer to the Hebrews makes it clear that Jesus also was faithful to God. Both were faithful, faithful to the calling that was before them. But then there is there is then a contrast in verse 3, isn't there? Because Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. That's what the writer to the Hebrews says. Now, the question that ought therefore to be raised in our mind is why? Why does Jesus deserve far more glory than Moses? It's a good question, isn't it? Well, the picture here is that Jesus is in charge of the entire house. That whilst Moses was faithful as a servant in the house, that Jesus is not just a servant in the house, that he is the builder of the house. Why is he the builder? Because he is the son. And who builds the house? Well, God builds the house. And Jesus is God's son. Indeed, Jesus is God. So in many ways, in the time of Moses, he was serving the house of God. And everything he did was an illustration of the truths that God would later reveal. We see that, uh, for example, in verse 5. But when Jesus comes, then those truths that are in the Old Testament are fully revealed. And they are revealed by Jesus, who is the owner of the house. Now, in some ways, the the picture here is is like Moses is the house sitter. He is looking after the house of God, the people of Israel. 
until Jesus comes as the owner of the house and God's truth is fully revealed in him. You see, what is being pointed out here is that the law revealed to Moses points forward to Jesus. That Moses and Jesus are not in contradiction with each other as though law is here and grace is here. But Jesus is the full outworking of all that was revealed in Moses. They are complementary. I love what Charles Spurgeon says about the Old Testament, but which could easily uh, apply here. Because Spurgeon also uses the, the picture, the illustration of a house. And he says that the, the Old Testament is like going into a house at night. And of course at night, it's pitch black, usually, isn't it? And if there's no lights on, you go into your house and you can't see a thing. But the fact is that everything is there in the house. The furniture is still there. You just can't see it. And so you might go into the house and you can feel around, you can feel things, but you just can't see them. And Spurgeon says that that's just a, a bit like the Old Testament. All the truths about God are there, but they're yet to be fully revealed. But then Jesus comes. And it's as though the, the light is switched on in the house. And suddenly, as the light is switched on, you can see everything in the house. You can see uh, the chairs, and you can see the table, you can see the bed, you can see all the furniture. And what's in the house is, is fully revealed. Jesus is like the light. He is the light of the world. And so we see that, that Moses is faithful. The, the law and the old covenant have value, but they're not the end of the story. Because the truths revealed at the time of Moses are fully revealed in Jesus. You see, God is the builder of the house. And Jesus is in charge of the entire house. So when Jesus came, the truth, the full truth, was fully revealed. Because whilst the law points out our sin and shows that we are lawbreakers, what does Jesus do? Well, Jesus comes into the world and he fulfills the law. He is the sinless saviour. And whilst in Moses' time there was a, a priestly system with all its sacrifices, Jesus, as we'll see God willing next week, is the great high priest, the one who intercedes fully and finally. And though the sacrifice of animals, as it happened in the time of Moses, cannot take away sin, it was a sign and a symbol of what was to come. That Jesus' sacrifice does take away our sin and brings fullness of life. So we see today in this passage in Hebrews chapter 3 that Jesus is greater than Moses. That's what the writer to the Hebrews is saying. That whilst Moses was faithful, 
but simply he was a servant. And that whilst the, the law was revealed to Moses, it was simply an illustration of what was to, to come in Christ, a, a foretaste, if you like, but not the full revealed truth. But when Jesus comes, well, Jesus is the real deal. He's the one in whom the truth is fully revealed. He is the one who is the builder of the house. He is the one who is greater than Moses. Now as we look at this passage in Hebrews chapter 3 today, how are we to respond to this? Well, what the writer to the Hebrews is trying to show is that for the Jews, following Jesus is, is the natural progression to following Moses. That Jesus is not contradicting Moses, but rather Jesus is the fulfilment of all that Moses has brought. He is the fulfilment of the law. He is the truth, fully revealed. That's what the writer to the Hebrews is trying to say to his Jewish audience. And so the writer here is, is trying to show the, the value in following Jesus. That he is, yes, the one who follows Moses, but the one who is far greater than Moses. And therefore, the people to whom the writer is writing should be following Jesus. Now, for us, we need to see the truth that is found in verse 6 of our reading. Because in verse 6, it's made clear that Jesus is in charge of God's entire house. And who is God's house? Well, we are God's house. If we keep our courage and remain confident in our hope in Christ. That's what verse 6 says. In other words, when we believe and trust, not in Moses, not in ourselves, not in our own goodness, not in following the ways of the law, but when we trust in Jesus then we're part of God's house. You see, Jesus is greater. He's the only one who reveals the truth and the whole truth. He's the only one who can bring us into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. So let's not be distracted by anything else. Let's not be distracted by anyone else. Let's keep and remain confident in our hope in Christ Jesus because there is no other name in heaven or on earth by which we can be saved not in Moses not in Abraham we can't trust in the angels but we can trust in Christ are you found trusting in Christ today and in Christ alone you see, for the Jews, they've been so used to trusting in Moses, trusting in the ways of Moses, trusting in the law. But for us, we're called to move on from the law, to show that Jesus, or to see that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, and to see that Jesus is greater than Moses.
He's the one who is worth trusting. He's the one in whom salvation is found. So today, let's understand there is great value in Moses. The writer to the Hebrews is in no ways denigrating what Moses has done. But in many ways, it was only part truth that was revealed in Moses. When Jesus came, he came as a light into the darkness so that we might see truly who God is, so that we might truly understand all that Jesus has done, that he died on the cross for our sake, that he rose again in glory, and he is the one who is worthy of all our praise and all our thanksgiving. So today, let's trust in Jesus. Let's see the greatness of Jesus, all that he has done. Let's see that he follows in Moses' footsteps and yet is greater by far. Moses, a servant in the house, but Jesus is the owner of the house, the one who's in charge. Is he in charge of your life today? Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that over these past two weeks we have been able to see that Jesus is greater he is the one who rules and who reigns over all. And Father, we thank you today that the writer to the Hebrews is making it clear to his Jewish audience that though Moses is one of the cornerstones of their faith, that he was the one uh, in whom uh, God spoke and uh, in whom the law was revealed, that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Because whilst the law only brings death, because it shows our sin, that Jesus is the one who brings life. Because he is the one who fulfills the law in its entirety. He's the one who's able to do what we were unable to do. Because whilst we are sinners, Jesus is sinless. We thank you, Lord God, that Jesus is the great high priest that he is the one who offers the sacrifice once and for all. And that the sacrifices in the Old Testament were only a sign and a symbol of what was to come, the sacrifice of Jesus. But we thank you that as well as being the sacrificer, that Jesus is also the sacrifice, that he is the pure, spotless lamb, that he is the one who is able to pay for our sins, that we might be forgiven and set free. Lord God, help us to trust today that Jesus is greater, greater than angels, greater than Moses, that he is greater than ourselves, that he is the one in whom salvation is found. Heavenly Father, give us the courage to follow Jesus. Give us the courage to put Jesus as number one in our lives. Help us to give him the glory that he alone is due. For we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake.